0: Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Well, hello! I am Matt Williamson. This is the Locked On NFL Podcast. You can find me at WilliamsonNFL. Um, all the week three action is in the books, and I have a lot of games to watch this week, and I have watched quite a bit this weekend, and I was at Steelers Colts. And I will say, more so than any week three, I can remember coaches are saving their players, and... I I can't say I blame them. I mean, I I think we'll see very little next week. But unfortunately... By the way, we're brought to you by ZipRecruiter. I'll tell you about them in a little bit. Um, Unfortunately, this episode isn't going to be talking games. And I feel like we have to do this about this time of the year. Every year. And maybe even one more before the season starts. But this is the Locked On NFL Injury Edition. And there's a lot to talk about. I will say... That the, I thought overall before this weekend, the league as a whole has stayed pretty good in this regard. You know, that I don't think that they've been getting hammered by injuries, um, no, not as many catastrophic ones for sure, but there's been a couple there right now. You know, Julian Edelman's the one that comes to mind immediately. I mean, torn right ACL out for the year. Now people probably aren't crying for the Patriots because they have so much weaponry, but Hogan and cooks and certainly Mitchell um, are different than Edelman. I mean, they're, they're not going to be that slot guy. I think cooks will, will bring more of that to the table. And I've been saying this before the Edelman injury. I think he'll be bring more of the quick hitting passing game to the table. than many seem to realize as, as well as, You know, a lot of deep action as well. And I think his numbers spike because of this too. I think we'll see more Hogan from the slot than we have. And I think he can do that well, but not like Edelman or Welker or one of those guys. He's a taller dude. He's not as shifty. He's not as built as low to the ground. And so much of that's based on timing and toughness and just, you know, get it out now. Edelman's going to be missed. I mean, there's just no way around that, especially if, you know, if Gronk goes down or things like that that aren't, you know, uncharacteristic for this team. It's a big loss. I mean, I still think they are one of the best offenses in the league. I still think they're the best team in the league. But the Patriots took a shot here. There's no doubt. Um, Spencer Ware is the other one out for the year. Well, he's not the only other one. I like Spencer Ware, I think he's a quality player. I think he's an NFL starting running back. I don't think he's a bum. I don't think that, you know, he's not good enough. I mean, he's not dynamic. I don't think he's a pro bowler or anything along those lines. But I think he's a good player. I think Hunt was going to pass him anyway. And this opens the door up huge for Kareem Hunt to possibly be a rookie of the year type guy. You know, I mean, this could be a 1,200-yard rushing season for hunt and, and he's a good receiver he's looked very good in the in the preseason um, i would imagine they would have split time with things leaning towards where before this injury um not anymore however you know i have all good things to say about hunt and i don't think he's a pro Bowl type caliber player either but i think he's a, a good one a real good one and i think he's gonna have a good year. C.J. Spiller isn't dead yet and looked good this, this preseason. He's had a couple outings where you go, oh, maybe he's going to be involved on passing downs or a series here and there. And Sharkandrick West is still in the equation, too. I mean, he went crazy in week two. So these backs have had a good uh, preseason to date, you know, and I think that they're they're okay here. You know, I mean, as it's about as good a situation as you can have if you're a team that just said, Hey, I lost my starting running back. Not the case in Chicago. <laughs> Unfortunately, man. I mean, Meredith, who's a receiver I like a lot, was a breakout guy a year ago, is out for the year too, And it's just a position on a team that isn't loaded with talent, that's trying to get a young quarterback or even a new quarterback in Glennon acclimated and successful as soon as possible they're really light at receiver. They have a lot of slot guys, the Wheaton, Cruz, you know, the right guys like that. Um, Kevin White is obviously the huge question mark. He has to step up. They're, they're decent at tight end. They're going to run the ball a lot. But we all thought Meredith was going to lead this team in receiving. And, and he did a lot of work out of the slot last year. Both, actually. But I think he's at you – know, and people were wondering, how well is he going to adjust to moving outside – I think he would even be better there. So this is really unfortunate. I thought he had a breakout year last year and could have really broke out further. I mean, he's a super athlete with a longer body type that's built for the outside. He can go up and get it. He's good after the catch. He's fast. So this is a huge loss. I mean, really, this I wouldn't say that Meredith is a better player, certainly than Edelman, and probably about the same as Ware. But to me, this is the biggest loss comparing what those teams had of the three um i had mentioned zip recruiter and we're gonna get into a lot more injuries i know this is kind of a sad episode but um folks at zip recruiter are great um i want to tell you a little bit more about them now are you hiring do you know where to post your job to find the best candidates you know, just like in football, or when I was in recruiting at Pitt, you know, back then there wasn't anything resembling a zip recruiter. People would just send us their 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 uh, VHS tapes, and I'd go through one after one after one, and there'd be a couple scouting services that were big, but they weren't real accurate. And if there was something like a zip recruiter back then when we were in the, when I was in recruiting for those three and a half years. Man, that would have been unbelievable. You could tell them exactly what you're looking for, like like the ZipRecruiter site now, and they'll just give you a list of names that fit your requirements. That would have been fantastic, but I had to do all the legwork. <laughs> but, you know, found a couple good players in the mix, but it was a lot more work. But with ZipRecruiter, you can post your job to 100-plus job sites with just one click. Like I said, I'd love to have posted my wide receiver requirements to 50 states. Then, using their powerful technology efficiently matches the right people to your job better than anyone else. That's why ZipRecruiter is different. Unlike other job sites, ZipRecruiter doesn't depend on candidates finding you, it finds them. In fact, 80% of employers who who post a job on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate through the site within one day. That would be awesome. No juggling emails or calls to your office. Simply screen, rate, and manage candidates all in one place with ZipRecruiter's easy-to-use dashboard. Find out today why ZipRecruiter has been used by businesses of all sizes to find the most qualified job candidates with immediate results. Right now, my listeners can post jobs on ZipRecruiter for free. You get the the thing for free. That's unbelievable. Just go to ZipRecruiter.com, ZipRecruiter.com slash L-O-N-F-L. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash L-O-N-F-L. ZipRecruiter.com slash L-O-N-F-L. So you got to do that now. Hit pause, run and do that. That's an easy one. All right, our morbid injury addition still looms. Couple guys that are out for the year, George Fant in Seattle. Talented left tackle, basketball player turned left tackle. I think they'll be able to adjust, but it looked like he was getting better. Lions carry Hider who kind of came out of nowhere. This is a big deal on a defensive line and an edge pass rush that really is light with the addition with the exception of Ansa, who's also battling an injury. So I think we talked about those two already. Trent Murphy from Washington. He's listed as a linebacker, but he can line up all over the front. He's a quality football player. Again, they don't have a ton of depth there. They need all the difference makers they can get on that defense. That's a big loss. Dolphins, Racquelon McMillan, second round pick. They think they basically had him penciled in to be the middle linebacker. I don't know about it on every down. That probably would have been Alonzo and Timmons, but that wasn't, you know, set in stone whenever he went down early in the preseason. Unfortunate, I hate for rookies to go down. You know, it's such a tough way to, to, to deal with your career. Odell Beckham Jr. is still out. Um, latest reports are he could miss as many as two regular season games. Um... My son just had his 11-year-old fantasy draft, the third annual, and he had the 11th pick in the draft and got Odell. Everyone was afraid of him. Um, again, that sounds like worst-case scenario is he misses two games. He might not miss any. Um, obviously, that's a gigantic loss, and I just wrote an article about this. But last year, it would have crippled the team. Now I think it's a big deal. But Marshall, Ingram, Shepard in year two... Hopefully a little better running game. Great defense. I think they could weather that storm for you know a game or two. Still be competitive on both sides of the ball. Maybe be one-on-one. One, something like that. Um, Sue Cravens is still out too with a knee. Another Washington defender. Um, today's day and age. Second level versatile linebacker safety. I was really high on him coming out of school. I liked what I've seen from him so far in the NFL. Uh, hopefully that one doesn't linger too much. Cincinnati Bengals, Sean Williams, a safety, has an elbow. It was a nasty looking injury to see it in person, or not in person, but watching it live on tape or on film. Um, he's a quality player, too. I mean, he's a good starting safety. Uh, they don't have a ton of safety options there. They're okay. They still have a loca, but you'd much rather have Williams and a Loka. I have mixed feelings about that Bengals. Uh, defense in general, to be very honest with you. Probably the biggest one to discuss is Andrew Luck. And I just don't have much to tell you. You know, I mean, right now he's week to week with a shoulder. You guys don't know. I mean, it's been a big story. It's hard to get, you always get mixed signals coming out of Indianapolis partially because their owners kind of bonkers. I think, um, is he going to be there for week one or not? If he is, are they going to rush him back? Is he going to deal with this all year? Is he better shape than we think? And he'll be fine for week one. Those all seem like possibilities. Like, I, I don't know that answer. I mean, and I don't know if they know that answer, if anyone knows that answer. So that's a big deal. I mean, obviously. Without Luck, they might be the worst team in the league. I, I mean, I'm not being, you know, dramatic here. But when I do power ranks, the Colts are going to be very low. And a lot of it has to do with Luck's uncertainty. But even if he was there, I still think they could be you know, a bottom 10 team. I mean, they're going to be, in my opinion, the easiest. In the AFC South, they're going to be my last place team. I feel confident about that, even with Luck, and especially not knowing with Luck's situation, they're unbelievably Andrew Luck dependent. Things sound like they're looking good for Cam Newton. He's back at practice. Um, He played a little on only one series this week, but something to note, I mean, I think he's fine. Tyrod Taylor has a concussion that he got this week. Um, still, not a lot of news here Monday, close to noon Eastern. Something to monitor. You assume that he certainly will not play. You know, in Week Four, um, I would imagine Week One is in doubt. You know, that's not that far away from a concussion. So we'll see. But again, I'm not high on that team at all. And I don't know my hunch is Tyrod Taylor will not be finishing up the season as their starter. I just think that they they are in rebuild mode. Um Teddy Bridgewater, it it doesn't it looks like he could be Able to play this year. I bet he doesn't yet. I mean, they're kind of calling him month to month. I'm pulling up Gene Bramble from Football Guys. I do a bunch of work with football guys. Gene Bramble has kind of an injured report that he's he's a doctor. Great dude. Um, And he calls him month to month. um, Likely to remain on PUP to start the season. So, uh, sad story with Bridgewater. But he's going to be one of those many quarterbacks after this year. Who's either a free agent or entering the league from the draft from a strong class that there's he could be part of this massive amounts of quarterback movement. Joe Flacco is the last one to talk about in the quarterbacks. Rumor has it, you know, and coach says he's gonna be ready for week one. Man, he had a tough year last year, coming off a knee, never looked comfortable. Hasn't got to really practice since, you know, and certainly not play in a game since. Um, Tall dudes with back injuries. I don't know if Flacco's ever going to be the same. Uh, Or uh, I don't know that he's ever going to be somebody you can count on. The way that he's, the last, the way the last, what, 15 months or so has given us information on Flacco... It's hard to get behind him right now, and that's doom and gloom for the for the Ravens. I think they're married to him for at least two more years. I think that even if he has a pretty good year, I mean, I don't know that it would be crazy talk to use a second or third-round pick on a quarterback in Baltimore here very soon. All right, all right. Some other injuries. Devontae Freeman has a concussion. I don't think there's a lot to worry about there. Leonard Fournette has a foot. He's been out. This one seems to be lingering a little longer than you'd like. I I don't, you can't get a lot of information. You know, I'm not going to pretend to be doctor. This is the injury episode. And again, it's the hardest thing. I I haven't had this conversation with you guys in a while, but this is the hardest part of my job is when people ask, hey, is Andrew Luck going to be ready for week one? How's he going to look? I don't know. I mean, I could be the best football scout in the world or that the world's ever seen. And I still don't know those things. I'm not a doctor. They don't tell us that information. I don't believe what they reveal to the public anyway. So, you know, we're guessing, you know, we're, we're trying to read the tea leaves, as Sigmund Bloom says, and trying to figure things out from what we've been able to, you know, see and hear. But for the most part, we don't really know. Um, Rawls and Woodhead are both dealing with ankles and hamstrings. They're considered day to day. I'm not real concerned with them from what I understand. Same with DeMarco Murray. I think he's back in action. Jeremy Hill got injured yesterday. That's a to be determined situation. Uh, Maybe that, my first thought was maybe that opens the door for Mixon in even a bigger way. I mean, in a way that could be a blessing in disguise for Cincinnati. CJ Prosize these these Seattle, I just mentioned Rawls, these Seattle running backs, man, including Lacey, are always hurt. I love Prosize. He's my favorite of the group. Dude is always hurt. He's a former receiver. I mean, maybe he shouldn't be a running back, but he's week to week with a groin. Where's he going to be in this situation? I, I don't know. I mean, is he going to be ready to help right away in week one? I, I don't know. Does he have to ease into things? Kenneth Dixon's out for the year. I think we've talked about that. Uh, that stinks. I mean, I'm really high on him. I, I think that's a real bummer. Devontae Booker, this is another tough one. He's out six to eight weeks. And I thought he was kind of a fantasy sleeper. You know, that he catches the ball well. Uh, the change in offense, I thought, was going to do you know wonders for at least getting him back on the map. And now, you know, Charles is back and looked okay. Henderson's in the mix now. So I wonder if Booker's in trouble here. You know, that, um, yeah, that that's concerning. Uh, this is the first I heard of this one, but DeAndre Hopkins has a hand. They have him listed as no timetable, but it sounds like that one's day-to-day, should be okay. Same with Demarius Thomas with a groin. Uh, like I said, Edelman is out for the season. Meredith is out for the season. Corey Davis, this hamstring... Is lingering. Uh, we can. They're considering him week to week. That stinks, man. That's a tough. I mentioned how I hate to see it with rookies. I think he's a stud. I think he's by far the best receiver in this class. I wonder if this is going to be one of those years, though. Especially now with Decker and there and Matthews, and you got a bunch of other dudes that. You don't see a lot of the guy as the first month of the two of the season goes on, and he gets a little involved, and then people are talking about him excited for next year. But um, I don't know. Although, Decker also has an ankle injury as well. There's not a lot on that one either. Uh, Fuller for Will Fuller. He's out an extended stretch another two months or so. I think that makes life tougher on Hopkins. Not the Fuller's a great player, but just the stretching the field and having another threat over there is important. Mike Williams, he's out another six weeks or so. That's a bummer. I think he's. you look at him and think, man, he probably is going to be a wash this year. Maybe he can come on and help late in the process. Quincy Anuma out for the season. Probably the Jets' best receiver in a terrible situation. Uh, I didn't r- realize this when I talked about Meredith, but Wheaton's got a finger, too. So he's out almost another couple weeks, too. Man, they're really light there. They, they really are. Sammy Coates is still re- re- uh, still, you know, getting back in the mix. And Carlos Henderson also has a, an issue still, too. He's got a thumb for another couple weeks. Jordan Reed, been kind of quiet. We don't really know. Uh, Eric Ebron's dealing with a hamstring. I think he'll be fine. Same with Swope. Same with Gather's. Cordy Glenn is a big one. He's been week to week um, with a foot. Uh, really good player. You know they're adjusting schemes in Buffalo. Uh, Their best lineman, in my opinion. Two real bummers are Armstead and Decker, the the left tackles respectively in the for the Saints and the Lions. Both those look like they're probably going to miss the majority of the year, if not all. That's a big deal. Same with the Ryan Kelly injury. Really big deal. Uh, That's a bummer for sure. I mean, that offensive line is devoid of talent. Another one that's really worrisome is the Baltimore offensive line. Alex Lewis looks like he's going to miss a while. Josh Garnett is going to miss a couple more weeks, too, with a knee um, San Francisco need to really evaluate this guy. He was a first round pick. I understand it was for a different team, or a different regime, but um, their offensive line is going to need some attention this offseason. They need to know where Garnett is as a player. Shane Ray remind, remains out for in several weeks and in going into the regular season. I thought he had a chance to be a real breakout guy. Parnell McPhee is another guy. Pernell McPhee is another guy who's. Always hurt, and the, like I said, the Bears had the most injuries in the league last year. Meredith and McPhee were two guys they really needed to be healthy. Who knows? They're not, there's not a lot of information right now on McPhee, but man, that, that's a rough one. Leonard Williams is probably the Jets' best player. Um, injured his wrist. Uh, that one's still another one that's lingering. We're waiting on that one, too. Um, Robert Nemdiche, he's out a couple more weeks. That's a big deal. Go look at the Cardinals' defensive line. And Calais Campbell left. They kind of think I think they knew that was coming, and that's why Nemdiche was drafted. But it's not deep. I mean, their defensive line to me is a weakness, and Nimdiche is one of those young guys in the league that really needs to step up. Um, you know, it's worrisome. One of my favorite players, not my favorite players, but a guy I've been really high on. So this one bums me out too. Going to linebackers is Denzel Perryman. Sounds like he's going to be out at least half the season or so with an ankle, physical trend-setting leader, still young. I think he's a really quality player, and that's definitely a loss. Anthony Hitchens was injured recently, going to be out probably about half the season. Dallas's defense can't really afford to lose anybody. I mean, unfortunately, I mentioned McMillan before. Um, who are some of the others? I mentioned Cravens, Vontae Davis pulled a groin this past week. No news on that. Hopefully, he's ready for the start of the season. I would guess he is. I had mentioned Williams and I mentioned Aloka, but I forgot to tell you that Aloka also has a knee. So their top two safeties are down right now. <laughs> That's Man, that's a problem in Cincinnati, that's for sure. So that's the bulk of it. A lot of doom and gloom in this episode. Uh, I apologize for that. But, hey, you gotta got to tell them the state of the injury situation in the league. Not always pretty. And probably we'll have one or two minor dings this upcoming week. Hopefully not. I'm sure a lot of dudes will be rested. But I guess all in all, if it stays as we are, we're not entering the league Too catastrophic. But, man, things like Flacco and Luck that are lingering make you wonder. So, that's a wrap. We will talk tomorrow. Spread the word on the Lockdown Network. Be well.